0: Welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. This is the podcast that so many of my readers, uh, like 10, I guess, over seven years, but hey, it's a lot of readers, asked me to make so that they could listen to my posts instead of read them. So if you want to hear me when you drive or you do housework or whatever else, then this is the podcast for you. So today what we are going to talk about is my post, 10 Practical No Bullshit Ways to Help Your Highly Sensitive Wife Want Sex A Lot More. So this is a podcast that you can share with your husband if you are in fact a highly sensitive woman, which comprises like, I don't know, three quarters of my female readers at least. So anyway, I am a couples counselor. I also work with individuals, but I work with couples a lot and a lot of what we focus on is sex. Obviously, this is a major issue in couples when sex isn't going well, it's hard for the marriage to be going well. Um, since highly sensitive women are so sensitive to so many things, frequently they can think that they are low libido or their husbands can think that they're low libido when they're really not. They may even be high libido, but they may just never have been, um, touched the right way for them to know that they are high libido. Highly sensitive people There's actually a book by Elaine Aron, A-R-O-N, called The Highly Sensitive Person, and you should read that if you're a highly sensitive person, in addition to all the things on my website, Dr. Psych Mom. But anyway, if you're a highly sensitive person, it's not just that your feelings get hurt easily. That's a common misconception. In reality, you're physically very sensitive to a lot of things when you were a child, And you may have children like this if you're highly sensitive because it's genetic. And when you were a child, you probably didn't like scratchy clothing or labels. You got startled easily. You may have been very scared by um, movies that had a lot of gore. Um, You notice when things are different. You're able to pick up on other people's feelings. All of that makes you a highly sensitive person. Now, in the bedroom, this manifests a certain way. You can be pickier with what you like than the average woman. So if you're combining this with no longer being in the honeymoon stage, so you're in a long-term relationship during which sex drive, especially for women, drops precipitously, and that's biological and a lot of my posts discuss that, um, you are going to be even pickier. In the in, in the honeymoon stage, you are not as picky as you are going to be later. In fact, you may not have been picky at all. You may have had sex outside. You may have been able to orgasm very easily. You may have had sex with the lights on, whatever. Uh, now, in the context of a long-term relationship, after the first couple of years, really, you may not be quite so uh, easily aroused. But there are things that your partner needs to be aware of. That can facilitate your sex life being better. So I'm going to go through some of the things that I wrote in this post and then I'll expand on them because I have to fill the length of a podcast, guys, which is uh, new for me. But anyhow, so starting with number one, I write, make the environment comfortable. So for highly sensitive women, being in a cold room or a windy room if the fan is on or having the lights on and have it not dark enough or having the, the sheets or the bed isn't made, there's shit all over the room, it's just kind of a, it, it's, it's just not going to work. Things have to be right for the highly sensitive person. This is upsetting to their partner because the partner usually takes this as the like representing that their wife doesn't really love them and isn't really attracted to them if for example they need the bed to be made and the lights to be off. Some men may even take this as that the woman doesn't want to look at them when it can't be further from the truth. The highly sensitive, well, I mean, first of all, many women don't like the man to look at them, the woman, because they feel bad about their bodies. That's usually why women want the light off. But when you're highly sensitive, on top of that, you are overstimulated by visual cues. So while a man looking at his naked partner may be very turned on, a highly sensitive woman looking at her male partner or herself or the act of sex may be overstimulated to the point that she cannot relax. With relaxation being for all women, really, a prerequisite to orgasm. So, anyhow, you have to make the environment comfortable. So, if this means that she leaves her clothes on to start, which is actually my next. Point because that also helps with, uh, with the temperature control and with the overstimulation of being touched directly on erogenous zones. But anyway, if she has to leave her clothes on to start and you have to be under the blanket and the light has to be off and that makes her relaxed enough to actually enjoy sex and uh, things to build up to a much better experience overall, then what do you care? You know, in- insisting on the lights being on, maybe turning her off to the point that you're not having sex at all, never mind good sex. So anyhow, next one was number two, leave her clothes on to start. This is because in addition to making it more comfortable temperature-wise, it's overstimulating for highly sensitive women to be touched directly on their erogenous zones. You know, you, you have to touch them through their clothes frequently for them to even understand that their body likes to be touched, for them to kind of toggle into that mode of arousal versus just the daily grind. It's really important for highly sensitive women to kind of have this switch where they switch from one uh, mode to another. And a mode of being a wife and a mom is really not a sexy mode. Being in bed with you needs to be a completely different environment. Anyhow, uh, next, number three is give a massage. I write a lot about the importance of massage And in relaxing women. Of course, men like massage too, but what we're talking about here is the idea of a person who cannot even envision having sex because they are that stressed out turning into somebody who is going to enjoy the experience. That's very different. Most men like massage, but if they were offered sex, they might pick that instead, or certainly they don't need the massage to get in the mood. Although it's certainly a nice thing to do for your partner. But either, but anyway, back to the highly sensitive women, if you give your wife a massage and she relaxes and i mean like a real 20 plus minute massage she may turn into somebody who is looking forward to sex and is turned on because they're so relaxed men can have sex to relax but women need to be relaxed in order to have sex or in order to enjoy sex at least which is what you're going for number four get a white noise machine and a lock on your door Some women tell me that their door doesn't lock. They have small children. A man may not think that this is a big deal because when, how often do the kids really get up anyhow and you'll hear them coming down the hall. What this means to your highly sensitive wife is that during the entire encounter, she is poised in fight or flight mode, ready to hear the children's feet padding down the hall. This is not a woman who's going to be able to enjoy sex. The white noise machine also blocks out the uh, the feet padding down the hall and any other extraneous noises, your pets, the cars outside, anything. What you're going for is for your home, rather your bedroom, to be a haven and a getaway for sex versus a place in which she feels like a childcare robot. That is not sexy for anybody. And highly sensitive people are even more um, attuned to... <laughs> to the modality that they're in. They can't just switch, again, from child care to sex goddess. You need to help. Number five, expect that your sexual encounters will last at least one hour. This means that there has to be foreplay involved for a woman to get in the mood, usually. There's all sorts of women, but the women that usually want to go right to sex are not the highly sensitive women. Or they may be, but they think that... Um, but they just have kind of low expectations for sex overall, which I could get to in a subsequent episode is some women don't really even know what they want in bed. But anyhow, for most highly sensitive women, foreplay is going to really be essential. So if you're trying to have sex at night when your wife is dead tired, how is this going to work? You're not going to have enough time to make anything real happen. You're certainly not going to get to where arousal builds and mounts for your wife to the point that she has an orgasm and enjoys the encounter and wants to do it again, which is, of course, the overarching theme is that you want to make the encounter so good that she wants to do it again frequently. So you got to leave enough time. This may mean that you do it in the morning. This may mean that you, so many of us are telecommuting, right? This may mean that you schedule it in the afternoon, which is a very popular time for women. They don't feel like they have to get up and deal with the kids. They don't feel like they have to fall right asleep. Testosterone, by the way, peaks at 6 a.m. and is at its lowest at 6 p.m. So when you are trying to have sex around 8 or 9 p.m., your wife may not even be able to really get in the mood hormonally at all. The afternoon seems like something that a lot of women like. If you can't, then the morning is preferable to the night for many people that are exhausted at night, which includes your highly sensitive wife. Smell nice is number six. For women who are highly sensitive, hygiene is really big. So all sorts of stimulation is just um, the, the knob of intensity is turned up. So if you didn't brush your teeth since the morning and it's the evening, You know, you must go do that. But if you want to have any sort of a nice sexual encounter, some women like cologne, some women just like the smell of soap. If you're scratchy, if your beard is scratchy by 10 p.m. because you only shaved in the morning, shave before you come to bed. So many women will not say this stuff outright, and they may not even think of it in the moment. But if presented with a clean, nice-smelling, shaved person, they may be much more sexually responsive. The women that can articulate this to me frequently don't want to hurt their husband's feelings by mentioning how he smells or or anything that they don't like about his hygiene. But this is so remiss in the long run because then they don't have sex with their husbands, which is their husband's preference versus being told to brush their teeth generally. Okay. Number seven, workout. I mean, this is good for everybody. Everybody likes to have a partner who's fit. But the highly sensitive women that I work with, they really do not like weight gain. I mean, this really uh, goes into my other post about the un-PC things that couples counselors know. Most of the world or popular media now, and for many years, suggests that men are more shallow. Nothing could be further from the truth. Both partners and frequently women say in my sessions more frequently that they want somebody who feels good. They want a body that feels good versus somebody who feels out of shape and flabby. So if you can work out, if you especially if you used to be in shape and that's what she was initially attracted to, it, it can't really hurt to try to get back into that zone and see if it works more for her. Eight is give a lot of compliments. So for highly sensitive women, they're super responsive to being told nice things. They are very verbal usually, and even if they are not the ones that approach you with lots of compliments, because many women feel shy and awkward, especially in bed, if we're talking about compliments in bed, they may still like to hear it. So she may want to be told that she's beautiful, that she has a beautiful body, whatever you particularly like about her body. If you're a man that says, oh, I try to do that, And she says, no way, that's so gross, all you comment on is my ass. Well, then think about it, is all you comment on her ass? Is that true? If that's true, then this isn't going to work. But within the context of you saying nice things on the regular, commenting on her parenting or what have you, her uh, whatever she cooked you for dinner, whatever nice thing she just uh, had recognized at work, an accomplishment, and then you say she has a nice ass, it may go over a lot differently. Um, nine, recognize that your wife likely has an exponentially longer warm-up period than you may think. So, this goes back to the foreplay idea. I write, a highly sensitive woman may have multiple orgasms and even become responsive to your dirty talk after an hour of foreplay and a back massage in a warm room. But she may seem like a more prudish version of Queen Victoria if foreplay lasts only 10 minutes and the thermostat is dialed to cheap bastard. I mean, energy saver. So listen, if, you, if it is more important to you to have, you know, a nice cool room, which is the way that you like it, versus to have sex, then that is your choice. But so many women want the warm room, under the blankets, lots of cuddling first, leave the clothes on to start. I really can't overstate this. There's so many potentially good sexual interludes that are short-circuited because the woman is physically uncomfortable. It's so hard for a non-highly sensitive man to understand this. First of all, men have higher sex drives than women biologically, more testosterone, and they certainly have higher sex drives in the non-honeymoon stage, i.e. in the later relationship, in a long-term relationship. So they cannot understand how something as silly as feeling a little bit uncomfortable would short circuit a woman's entire arousal system, yet... This is the case. And number 10, I write, send this to your wife and ask which apply to her. So a lot of men reading or now hearing me talk may think that this is some bullshit. And really, it's what their wife usually says, which is usually you're not nice enough to me. If you were nicer, then we would have more sex, which is kind of a myth, which I talk about a lot in my other posts. I mean, you being nice is great. But even when you are nice, you may have noticed, unfortunately, that she still does not want to have sex with you. And frequently, she doesn't know why. When my job is in couples counseling and in any of the now multiple media that I tell you things in, is she doesn't really know why she doesn't want to have sex with you when you're being nice anyway. Most women don't know that it's so dependent on these things like the time of the month in terms of their hormonal menstrual cycle and their physiology and the fact that women's sex drive decreases so immensely after the honeymoon stage. They don't know this. They assume that if their sex drive is down, it's either because they're exhausted, which is somehow going to come back to that you don't help enough. In some cases, that is true. In some cases, it's not or that you're just not romantic or nice enough. Again, this may be true sometimes, but there are plenty of men that I work with that try to be very nice and very romantic and help slash do even more than the women do in the house, and still the woman doesn't have a sex drive. So what do you do in those cases? In those cases, the root is more physiological, which encapsulates, you know, Both hormones and these more sensitive spots and and areas that women don't even know until they see it written out. In this particular post, many women wrote to me, God, I wish I would have had that. In one case, a woman wrote before I got divorced, which is tragic, but for my whole life. Because women, they're not really prime. Men think a lot about sex, right? But women do not think that much about sex because during the day, they don't think that much about sex. Men think about sex, I don't know, I read a statistic, it was at least once an hour. A woman in a monogamous relationship may think about sex like once every two weeks when she's ovulating or the other time she has sex with you. Right? So they're not really thinking about, gee, why do I feel more aroused at this time and not at this time? Some women are, some high libido women are, and I don't want to minimize that in at least a third of my cases, the woman has a higher libido than the man, which has its own unique challenges and is something that I can talk about on a subsequent episode. But in the majority of cases, the man has a higher libido than the woman. So he doesn't really understand why she doesn't want to have sex. And he doesn't, um, he, he underestimates the importance of things as easy as brushing your teeth more. Because the woman does not even know how much of a difference that would make herself. So that really covers some of the major things, practical things that you can try to help your highly sensitive wife want sex more often and it may have the uh, even better bonus effect of really increasing her enjoyment and her experience so not only quantity but quality now if this podcast made sense to you from either the perspective of the highly sensitive wife or the man who may is trying to understand why his sex life is in the toilet, um, despite his wife saying she loves him. Then share it. The best thing to do when you are trying to work on your marriage, not just your sex life, is to find resources like books, podcasts, and to talk about them together. There was some study that could put all of us couples counselors out of business that said that watching a movie once a week about relationships and discussing it with your partner had uh, like uh, the equivalent effect of couples counseling. Now, I can't personally believe that 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 would be the same with my particular wonderful brand of couples counseling. But still, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, interesting. I think most people could benefit massively from just reading or watching something and sharing it with one another to promote perspective taking and empathy. So send this to your wife or to your husband and ask to discuss it. Ask if they think anything is relevant. If you're shy to talk to your husband about sex, say, oh, you know what? A lot of this made sense to me. In fact, it would be awesome if you brushed your teeth more or we shut the light or I kept my clothes on or whatever. Your husband who wants to be having more sex is going to be usually thrilled to hear any piece of intel that could help his sex life with you. So if you like this podcast, this is my first foray into podcasting, but if you liked it, please let me know and suggest subsequent topics for me and share it widely. And it was not that terrible to do. So I think I'm going to do some more of them. Everybody have a great weekend and that's all folks. Bye-bye.